It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the start of the week. Uh, it's Simon and Angie on The Rendezvous. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Comment ça va? I'm very well. How are you? Very good tonight. All right. Well, listen, we're all about love, dating, romance, and relationships on this show. Um, that being said, I want to take calls 855-905-8255 if you need advice. Also on our website, simonandangie.com. I do have an email for you. Oh. Specifically, Simon. For me. You're a French romantic, you know? Uh, I am. Sometimes I can be a little harsh with my advice, but you know. But always real. Always real, but you keep it romantic. So this is a bonjour, Simon Marcel email. Ah, uh, bonjour. From Samantha. Samantha. Listening in Stowe, Ohio on 98.1 KDD. She says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Samantha. My boyfriend told me he's had the ooh-la-la with over 300 women. What? Who is she dating? 300 women. <laughs> wow. Which makes me feel really insecure and not confident that he'll ever be happy with just me. Can a man who's been with so many women ever truly be happy with just one? That's a tough question. She's dating Will Chamberlain, apparently. I don't know who she's dating, but she's dating somebody that's been with a lot of women. I can understand the insecurity a little bit. My first question would be, like, why did he tell her? But, Simon, when we come back, yeah. I want to get your answer to that. Mm-hmm. I want to also know if any of our listeners have been in this situation. You know, you're in a new relationship. You find out this person is very experienced, honey. Then very, what? Very. I mean, they are a star. <laughs> Um, then how do you feel about it and how do you move on next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, and relationships and advice. Yes. And we had an email that came into simonandangie.com. For you, Simon, Mm -hmm. this was from Samantha listening on 98.1 KDD saying her boyfriend... Uh, told her that he's done it with over 300 women, which makes her feel really insecure and not confident that she's enough, that he'll ever be satisfied with just her. Can a man who's been with so many women, so, so many women, ever be truly happy with just one? What do you think about that, Simon? I think so. And I just thought about this for Samantha. If you look at uh, other men, actors, singers, such as Warren Betty, Michael Douglas, um, and others. George Clooney, like George somebody, Clooney. Lo, oh, Leo well DiCaprio. Said. I could never be with Leo DiCaprio. Oh, even uh, the latest who just got married, Stomos, uh, what's his name? John Stamos. John Stamos just got married and he was the ultimate bachelor, I believe, in LA, right? All of them, I don't know the numbers, have had many, many women in the last yeah. 30 years or more. And they all settled down for you. For the, If you're that one, you're going to be happy. You could be the Amal so, Clooney to end... But, George Clooney's streak. Same for Warren Betty, who was yeah, well liked Benning, by the yeah, uh-huh. and Annette Bennings. Uh, I don't know the name of John Stamos' girlfriend, uh, but it doesn't but, matter. She's and, a nobody. I'm no, but I mean whoever it is, <laughs> or, or uh, you know others, Bruce Willis, or uh, right, right, Kevin. right. So it's case by case. Some people might have just two X and not be the right one for you. Some people might have three hundred. It's a lot, and then you're gonna be that person. So I don't want you to worry about the past so much. Get the red signs, red flags, and follow your intuition, Angie. Because if we start to worry about everybody's past, then what? Right. Enjoy the present. You have to pretend those people did not exist. The, the unfortunate thing is she knows that they existed. Like, why did he tell her that? 
Well, why does she know that? That's a good point. How does he know that? Don't, Did he brag? I mean, unless he's yeah. a famous guy, I don't why know. Why is he bragging about that? I insecurity. Mean, Whoever brags about this, right. insecurity. So her, I, you know, I and I agree with you. Like, if you fall in love, the love makes the difference. You're the one that For he sure. picked. But what if it's new and she's afraid she's just going to suffer by technique comparison like you know if you've been with 300 women chances are you've seen it all you've and seen maybe it all. she's not done it all maybe she's new to the whole arena but but there is a, a, a news flash you don't stay with somebody just for the ulala of course not so no matter the technique the 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 craft or this and that at the end you follow your heart you yeah. don't follow below the belt and that is a big difference all these men that we mentioned, including George Clooney, I'm sure they've had great ulala past their now wife. And what matters, your personality, your heart, and everything else. Right. That's really huge. You know, at first we focus on look. On look. Yeah. Those exes look better. But at the end, they're not with the Maybe ex. Maybe she better, better. But yeah, yeah you're so, right. In the end, they're not with them. No, no. So, Samantha, I really feel you have a shot. If you, if you watch him, if you enjoy him, if he enjoys you, don't fall into the trap of trying to compete in your mind with these other 299 women right. or whatever. And I don't even know, like Angie said, how do we know that if well, he's bragging and, or making it annoying. up? That's my, annoying. My problem with Samantha's man is this is her boyfriend, and he told her. He was the one that told her. And so my thing for her was when he said, I've been with 300 women, she should have said, well, I've been with 350 men. So? <laughs> yeah, she could have said that you know, to have the like, swag. You know, if you want to, if you want to play that game, and you can lie and pretend and do whatever, but like, what is he trying to prove with that comment? That's, that's a great point, exactly. But at the end, insecurity. I, I don't know if Samantha asked him that number or if that conversation came organically or he was bragging. And also, you have to think. I mean, not to to put down Samantha's guy, but. Chances of a guy having so many women, if you're not an athlete, no, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. Let's be honest. I what mean, kind of time does he have, this man? And and what kind of pull does he have? Well, exactly. Like, Unless you that, yeah, I don't know who it would be in Ohio. That's like, a lot. Kevin Love, maybe. From What's the your cast. number? I mean, we're not dating. You can tell me. Simon. Way less than that number. It's less not than even, 300. Well, so I mean, 290. Not even, not even half, not even 30%. Oh, not really? Even, no. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a oh, low you're number. Such a liar. No, All right. no, no. <laughs> I want to take calls about this. Um, you know, what do you do if somebody, you know, tells you this, or even if there's any insecurity on that level? Yeah. How do you overcome the bedroom insecurity? Because that's what this is yeah, about. It's it not is. about the fact that she doesn't think she's good enough for him, their boyfriend, girlfriend at this point. But he told her that for a reason, and now she feels a certain type of way. So how do you get over the ooh-la-la insecurity mm -hmm. with your partner? Next on The Rendezvous, we'll take some calls, 855-905-8255. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. What do you do when somebody tells you that you're dating this humongous number, their magic number? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you feel inadequate. 855-905-8255. This came from an email we had where a girl said, hey, my dude's been with 300 women. It's like, why? Um, let's yeah. go to the phone, Simon. <laughs> People want to talk about this. Listening in Santa Rosa, Texas on KISS 105.5 and 106.3. Here's Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Bonjour. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Michelle. Any input on this topic? Well, the last guy I dated, I was number 103. How do you know you were a 103? I asked. <laughs> you asked? I, was, I did, yeah, because I wanted to. I was like at 15, I think, and he was like at 103. He was in okay. a band. I don't even know if that's like 
true yeah. they're not. I mean, and, I but do still, think that guys like hype it up a little bit. Of course they do. They guys so. will pad everything. You pad your resume. You pad your income. You pad your pants. You pad everything. You pad the <laughs> number. I just want to know like how he knows that you're 103. Where is the tally? Yeah. He did have like a list, which I wasn't so offended by because he was older than me. So most of the girls were like in the early 90s. Yeah, but like, why does he still have that list? I want to ask you, Simon. Yeah. What does it mean when a guy it, like tells a number that's that big? It's to belittle you. It is a, a technique that uh, if a man says such a number will make you feel very low. Uh, yeah, I feel right? like you ain't special. You, You're 103. So it's it's a passive aggressive move or direct aggression. Yeah. And, and and it's just to make you feel bad. Thank you so much, Michelle, for calling and telling us your story. Yeah. That's all that means. Exactly. I mean, I don't care if you are you were Van Halen. What band was he in? Some like stupid like band at a bar? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Don't ever say that. Don't ever ask in the future. Okay, Michelle? Never ask. Mm-hmm. Never ask. Yeah. <laughs> all right. More Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. If you ever want to find us and ask love or relationship dating advice Mm -hmm. and we're not on the air at that particular moment and you need to get your question out, Simon and Angie on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can slide in the DMs. We'll take your questions there. You know it. We do have a Twitter direct message question I have for you, Simon. Cool. Um, I won't say the handle because this person specifically said, please do not use my name. Okay. Me and this guy have gone on two dates together, mm-hmm. and he's already calling me baby and my love. It feels weird and too soon. I don't know if I should tell him to stop or just put up with it. Simon, the pet names after two dates. It's too early, but it's what matters you said. It makes you feel. What is the word she used? Weird. Weird. And too soon. That is the answer. If you feel it's weird and it's too soon, it is. So really, when I don't want you to ignore those red flags. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's normal to say my love or pet name after two dates. Do you feel like some people, that that's just their way of speaking, though, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything? Like, for instance, I'm a very, hey, babe, hi, love, how are you doing? I say it to everybody. I say it to people on the street. I say it to... You know, some, okay, that's a good like, point. Like, thanks, love, for doing this, and thank you. Th- like, but, I'm not that. But it's if 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 you said that to somebody, or said, somebody said that to you, Angie, and you will feel weird, uh, like that DM. It just you, that's your intuition. Something is off. So you're saying, don't don't give, don't do it a third date. Okay, he's like trying to take she you feels, over. If you feel weird after two dates. It's a bad sign. Don't go against your intuition. It's early. Exactly. Don't go against your intuition. That's what Simon says. That's what I say as well. Our uh, anonymous Twitter person, I will not say your name. No more <laughs> No more for you, baby love, darling. That's it. All right. More of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, I thought we were done with this conversation. Me too. We had a Twitter. Somebody slid in the DM asking, hey, I feel weird. I went on a date with a guy two times. Yeah. And he's already like, my baby, my love. on the da- And she feels weird. And we're like, ew. You know, like if you feel weird after <laughs> two it. dates... Then bye. It's a red flag, and you follow your intuition, no. and you run. In my peripheral vision, 
I see our executive producer, Jill, like hitting the like flag, throwing up flags saying, what is wrong with you, Jill? Yeah. Like if there was a buzzer, we need a Jill buzzer. We do. We do. Like for her. Yeah, that's it. Like, I mean, that's the buzzer for everything but buzz. If yeah. What is going on? I mean, you hated our advice. I kind of did because you were both like, well, just stop dating him then. But all he's doing is saying, babe, and my love. Like My love? Not, I, I mean, maybe he just likes her a lot. What? Wait, No, wait a minute. I mean, Have you ever been in a situation where after two, even three dates, somebody would call you such close than my love or oh, baby, and that's okay? Or said anything that made you feel awkward where you're like, eh. Well, my, the last guy that I dated, within two weeks he told me he loved me and i wasn't there yet but i didn't say like oh i'm never dating you again it was like flattering that he was so what? comfortable with saying that he oh, loves me no. but and he was recognizing oh. that he his feelings but, for me already but, you okay. should recognize how the other person is feeling though before you say that like recognize all around I but mean, simon it felt good when he said i'm in love with you right it was startling you're right? like it was startling. got him yeah exactly <laughs> but you're not there yet but i but, see i would think like if she were on Comfortable, and but she still like the guy. She should probably say like, "Hey, we're not ready for the pet names yet." That might that be... to me is more awkward. That's weird. Once no, you, the not. guys can, then you say that to a guy, and he will never know when to say them right. anymore, and he will be like, "You're like, gonna put him on the defense, like, and make him feel embarrassed for saying it." Jill, you can't ignore your intuition. Yeah. The last DM, she, she said, didn't like him. She didn't like him. Let's be honest. If you like a guy, right? If you're having like, well, yes, well he's cute. Course. I want to, and he's like, hey, babe, hey, my love. My, you'd be like, oh my god, this is so adorable. <laughs> like Brad him. Pitt keeps saying this to me. I love it. If it's some dude that you're like, eh, and then he starts doing that, that's gonna be triple eh. Like now, I'm out. But maybe you're just nervous about getting serious quickly. It may he. She might like him. But, She's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She, no, don't like she don't like him. She doesn't like him. Jilly yeah. from Philly. You know. You know the attraction comes right away, uh, right? Yes. First date, first 10 minutes of a date, you know you have if a good somebody, feeling or not. Yes. But I'm saying she could have this good feeling, but now she's having reservations because he's moving fast. But I if she had a good feeling, she wouldn't have written in I don't know, and slid guys. in our DM saying, is this weird? Because it feels weird. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we follow what she said. She, she didn't say it felt great, and I love the fact he called me my love. She said the contrary. She didn't say all my friends are saying it's weird, but I think it's cool. She's saying, I think it's weird. Jill, I feel like Jill might be a bigger romantic than you, Simon, because she's always airs on oh, the wait side a of, minute. oh, maybe okay. this is so sweet. No, 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 no. Jill is our French romantic. She, uh, I I am. I don't she's know. She's an Italian romantic. She's trying oh, to steal your crown. Is she going to take my job? Am I out of a job? You're never out of a job, my love. You even have the uh, ooh-la-la I... hat on tonight. <laughs> but... I don't know. I mean, Jill being so romantic, maybe I should be worried. Maybe uh, maybe it's going to be uh, Angie and Jill. Yeah, but no, 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 no. Jill, Jill also is yeah. very like, she gives people the benefit of the doubt, I think, a little bit yes. more than we do. Um, we're a little bit more Please. experienced, what? maybe. We're old hoes. And Jill is just, you know, uh, like a little younger and a little bit more trusting. She's a little bit younger. And you just know? say, give the guy a break. He likes her. Just keep dating yeah, her. Yeah, but she doesn't like him. She might. She does she not might. like him. Like, why That's should funny. I keep going out with somebody that likes me if I don't like that? No. I mean, when you call, let's just let's ask yourself. Let's say you meet a guy, you go on two dates, you call your girlfriend, and you're going to say, Oh, God, I feel weird. Or you're going to say, I had a great time. I mean, this is where it goes simply down to how you feel. Everything else is you forcing otherwise yourself to pretend. But she wrote to you guys because she was like, is this weird? I don't really you know. You should not have to wonder. Oh, Did she terrible. say, is it weird? Do we start yes. This? Oh, yeah, well, is she, it weird or I feel she weird? She said, what I feel she? weird. Well, I feel Jill. weird. 
I don't know. I don't agree with you guys. I'm sorry. All right, then. <laughs> Give not, the guy then. a chance. Jill would say go out again. Go this again. girl will go on 27 dates, and this guy's like, I want to marry you on the next date. And she's like, maybe should I get married? Yeah, like, marry you know? him. He loves you. Go oh, for oh, it. Really, I no? love you, Jill. I love Jill. Oh, my goodness. I love I Jill, love too. You. You're so crazy, girl. She's on right. fire tonight. <laughs> I love it. You mad. Why are you so mad? Uh, just, What's going on in your life? You just got to give the guy okay. a chance. Listen, Let, when we come back on yeah. The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, let's find out let's what's going on out. in Jill's life. What's up? I what agree. is going what on, What is going Jill? on tonight? We have a guest star uh, next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie and our executive producer, Jill, who has a lit, we lit a fire under her bootay. I don't know what, yeah. Out of the blue, Jill got really kind of uh, upset with us. About some advice we gave. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and then we found out you have a question of your own. Is I this do. a personal question? It is a personal question. Well, hold on, let me just... Have I done something wrong? Is that... It's, not, it's probably you know, me what's again. What's going on? Okay. Let's talk about it. What's well, on? I have been uh, seeing my ex again. We're kind of back together, not really officially. Mm-hmm. But the question that I have is, <laughs> he is working on something that he's doing. It's actually a podcast. Okay. And he wanted my opinion on the first one that he did. My opinion was that it could have been better. Okay. Is that something that I should have said yes. to him? Or should I have just been supportive and said, like, that's great. You did a good job. I'll well, tell you what I did. Okay. So but- when he was telling you, I'm sure, like, leading up to the first podcast, he told you he was going to do a podcast. Yes. He was, And you're like, you should do it. You were supportive. Yes. He also knows you're an executive producer for a nationally oh. syndicated, syndicated show. show. Yes. You know, so he probably trusts your opinion, mm-hmm. right? So... I think you should be honest. Did you say anything yet? I did. And? It didn't go that well. <laughs> like a lead balloon. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Did you just say what you said or did you tell him it could have been better because and give him all the points? Yeah. Did you give him reasons first, or did you say huh? this sucked? First I, I said it was cute and he was like, cute. And then he was like, well, you don't have any notes for me? And I'm like, well, do you, you really want my notes? Cute? Yeah. Oh, because no. I, in the past, we've had this just issue where I see things differently than he does. But cute for I a tried guy. To, because he caught me like, off guard and I didn't want to lie. If, what if he pulled down his pants and you're like, it's cute? I oh, mean. wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> We're is, not to, but no. this is ego for a man. Okay, but it's This the very, is his no, job. No, this no. is his work. Apple and banana are not the same. Or apple well, and pure. There, there ain't no bananas, apparently. <laughs> Angie. Or eggplants or anything. That's not my point. <laughs> Can we come back and give Jill our advice? Yeah, we okay. really need to. I'm so sorry. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie, mm-hmm. and our executive producer, Jill, just asked us a question. Um, her boyfriend started a podcast. He asked her opinion on his first podcast, where she had supported him up until, you know, get a podcast. You should do it. First one, not so great. And he asked her opinion. She said it was cute. But you said it's cute, but you didn't bring any notes. You didn't bring any, like, or did you? Well, after he said, what do you mean cute? Do you have any notes for me? I was like, do you really want them? Because really, it's hard to hear. So let me explain something. Let's say you have a flat tire and your boyfriend is a mechanic. And you're going to try to put together the tire by yourself, but you're not doing a great job. And you go back to him and you say, do you think I've done a good job? And he said, it's cute. And, And you would say, what do you mean by that? And you would say, show me, right? And he would answer what you'd answer, like, oh, you really want me to show you is that tone is going to make him feel like this big. 
That's true. But she had, but she also has history with his reaction, and she knows. Do you really want me to show you? Because the I know of, what's going to happen the, if I really show you. But that tone of bossy Elsie cannot mm-hmm. work. I suggest a different tone. But such he as, knows that she's the boss, and is, that's why he asked. So I would suggest, like, listen, there's some good stuff in there, and stuff you can improve. There I would have go. said that. Here's what you could that's improve. Good. And then you would give him some good <laughs> and some improvement possible and make him feel good. But uh, you went straight bossy LC on him. I did. She didn't really go that hard. No, but... I would have been like, this is a total crap sandwich. <laughs> like, why did you what? even waste my last five minutes no, with but this? You, but she's a professional in radio. Right. So, so she don't knows, ask. If you don't want the no, answer, don't ask. No, answer nicely. Okay. Talk softly. Do you know how to talk softly? I try. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how to do that. I'm going to help you with that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Talk softly. I like to talk softly. You know what? It's it's not what you say. It's the way you say it. That too. Is what you're saying. And I'm still trying to learn that lesson. <laughs> Dude, Jill a, is a, like me in that way. We, yeah, exactly, guys. We don't talk, have a good bedside manner. Mm-mm. Talk softly. <laughs> right. More of the rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. You're listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us on the Love, Dating, Romance, and Relationship show. Mm-hmm. Simon Marcel, our French romantic here. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonjour. Good evening. Bonjour to our listeners, too. Thanks for being with us. 855-905-8255. I want to go to the lines. And uh, people holding, needing advice, Simon. So mm-hmm. let's give some. Yes. Um, here's Artie listening in Clifton Park, New York, on 99.5 The River. Hey, Artie. Bonjour. Hi, how are you guys? Good. We're good. What's going on with you? Well, I wanted to give you a call. I I do need some relationship advice. Um, Mm -hmm. I have been with a a very wonderful woman. I'm going to say that right off the bat. She's absolutely wonderful. But I've been with her for now about three years, and she has has a problem that's really causing a, a lot of distress in our relationship. And the problem is... She cannot control her temper. Okay. And uh, it's everything from major things that happen to little inconsequential things. She'll completely blow up. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the worst part is whenever one of these things happen, it doesn't matter what it is. It always becomes my fault. And okay. I start bearing the brunt of it. So I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> give me an example, Artie, if you can. Artie, can you give me an example of the last blow up? What was that about? Yeah, a perfect example. This just happened yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I was at work and she called me in a panic because she couldn't find her keys for her car because she needed to go out. And um, I don't touch her keys. I don't know where they're at. Mm-hmm. But yet it became I lost her keys, screaming and yelling at me, what are we going to do? And, you know, to the point of when I got home from work last night, I went over to the local hardware store, had new keys made for it. It didn't matter. <laughs> she oh. was yelling and screaming at me, why are you, you know, moving my keys, taking my keys? And, you know... I know I didn't touch her keys. So where were the <laughs> keys? Did she ever find the keys? Uh, we haven't found them yet. But see, that's the other thing is it's not even the stuff that's going on. Now it's the anticipation of when the keys are found, it's still going to somehow be my fault. Okay. And it's I don't know if it's a psychological problem or it's a defense mechanism for her or, or whatever it is. The the real issue, though, is that this this problem is overwhelming. So I, I don't know what the next step should be for what I could possibly do to try to correct this. You can't. So, Artie, you can't correct somebody um, weaknesses in term of character and getting too hungry because it's psychological. It's emotional and psychological mm-hmm. rooted way back in her life, in her history, in her childhood. 
And so there's two things you can do is, one, you have to have this conversation that, you know, it's not working for you. You can't be the victim, right? Either you accept her as she is and you don't complain and that's okay. Because uh, the, that's not going to be okay no, with him, but, clearly. But I mean, that yeah, was yeah, option yeah. A. That's option A, but that's not going to work. So what's option B? Option B is to have the talk of it's not working for me because I can't constantly be on my guard and feeling like everything I say you will explode. Everything walking I do, on eggshells. It's not possible to be loving if you're walking on, on eggshells. Uh, so you have maybe to go see a therapist. You can, we, can, we can go together the first time if you prefer, or you go on your own. And then she said, oh, I don't have a problem. We said, well, it affects me. So you have to make mm-hmm. a choice. And you give her the choice between getting the help she needs and staying with you, or if she doesn't get it, mm-hmm. then you have the one to just... You know, let her go and, and, and find somebody who's more peaceful. Have you ever talked to her about maybe going to therapy? Yeah, actually, we this happened a, a few months back where um, we were going to go. Our local church has some counseling. Mm-hmm. And when the pastor set us up with the counselor, she took one look at the woman. The woman's about in her, her, her 80s and just said, mm-hmm. oh, she's too old. She won't know anything and turned and stormed out. Very embarrassing. Well, the process of finding a therapist, by the way, is is a long process. Sometimes you sometimes can tell if somebody's going to understand your life, understand your situation. So there's a part of me that gets that. You guys have to keep, if you are invested, I agree with Simon, you have to keep going and, and trying to find a thing that works. Are you ready to like bail out? Are you ready to like wash your hands and walk? Or do you want to try? To fix it well, with her. I, that's a great. That's a great question. I don't think I'm. I'm ready to bail. Uh, yeah, I think this is a very common problem with couples. Um, somebody mm-hmm. has an issue. No matter what we do, it's going to be our fault, or we can't fix it. So, if you love someone, what do you do mm-hmm. to help them? To help each other? To help your relationship? Next on the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. We're still on the line with our caller, Artie, in New York. Thanks, Artie, for hanging out with us. Thank you. Artie's been saying his girlfriend of three years has a real anger issue, and every time she's mad, even if she lost the keys or something, it's Artie's fault. It turns into a huge fight. Simon, you suggested we got to go to therapy or something. One, Artie, you cannot fix it yourself. Like you, you, It's about her past. You were not there. And there's nothing you can do more than being very healthy nuanced, which is not ambivalent. Either be firm and help her evolve or being not so firm and let her continue to abuse you. Yeah. Um, and, and I know, already you mentioned that there was some therapy set up um, through your church and she didn't feel comfortable. There's a part of me that can understand that. Finding a, a right therapist for you is like finding the right doctor oh, for you. Very difficult. You got a vibe. But the crucial question was, do you feel committed enough? Are you in love enough? Do you want to try enough to keep going? And you got to keep going until the wheels fall off. If you feel love for your girlfriend and feel like it can be fixed and feel like you can weather the storm long enough to find the right treatment, you just got to keep trying. And if she's not trying, say, hey, I hooked up a therapist appointment here. Let's try this person. Next week, oh, that one didn't work? All right, I got another one because you're showing her I've tried everything. And you can, if you get to the place where you have to leave, you can yeah. say, I tried everything I could. Yes, yeah. you can only do so much. I agree with Angie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wish you the best, okay. though. Best of luck and be strong. She needs you to be strong and firm. Mm-hmm. I will. Thank you guys so much. I very much appreciate your advice. I think it's very good. Thank you. 
All right. More. I want to talk more about this, Simon, yeah. when we come back. How far do we go in a relationship before we call it a day? Mm-hmm. Like, when is the cutoff line? Mm-hmm. All right. Next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back, Simon. We were just talking to our call, Artie. Mm-hmm who has a long-term girlfriend, three years, bad temper, Mm. fight about it all the time. It's always his fault. He wants to stay in and do everything he can. And I feel like a lot of times you're in love. You know that there's a big problem. You know it's not all you. And how long do you go in a relationship before you call it a day? Right. So we all have this this point, right? Uh, Because I've had enough therapy in my life now and I'm almost 50, so I recognize the red flags that I can't win early on. Um, which is usually when I feel so uncomfortable or so stressed out or or it's affecting not your understood yeah, yeah. Or, or heard, right? Mm-hmm. Over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's not going to work. So uh, those are the signals when you're in a relationship that you're more unhappy than happy, that you, you really you leave the, the, the weekend, the night the, with a bad feeling. Or if you're dreading going home that at the end too. of the day to see that person. Or have a talk and right. you're faking it and you're lying to yourself and you're pretending. Life is too short. Right, that's yeah. what my parents says. So that's that's my signals. And what's are yours? What are, what are yours? If, if somebody's in this position where, you know, they have a problem and they know they have a problem, they've admitted and they're not doing anything to help themselves. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big sign for me. Like you're not going to help yourself, so it's never going to help us. You know, I'm just a bystander in whatever issue is going on here. Let's say you're dating an addict. Let's say you're dating somebody with emotional problems. If they're not willing to help themselves, mm-hmm. I just, that to me is a red flag. Like, it's not going to get better. I, I, I agree. You can't help somebody against their own will. And True. they'll tell you, I don't have a problem. That is. Or they don't want to fix it. When when Arti just said that, she doesn't recognize she had a problem. My last mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. Then Houston, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. All right. Thank you so much, Simon, for your wisdom. <laughs> You're welcome, Angie. Thanks, Artie, for your call that came in. More of The Rendezvous next. Hello. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. 855-905-8255 is our number if you need love, dating, romance, relationship advice from Simon Marcel, our French romantic. And you are American, beautiful, but very real. Oh, Angie thank you. Taylor. Thank you. Yes. And you know, we're not always here, but you can still call and leave a voicemail and we would love to get to your advice and we'll answer your question on the air. So let's do that now. Mm-hmm. Let's go to uh, somebody who doesn't want to use their name and that's fine too. And here we go. Hi, my name well, I don't really want to mention it. But I'm from Ohio, and I've been with my fiancé now for seven years, and it's been a little rocky. Um, the main thing is she's very, very accusy. Like, um, no matter what I do, he swears that I'm cheating on him. It's actually the cause of, I'd say, about 70% of our relationship problems and arguments. I'm now to the point where I just want to walk away and I'm just kind of stuck because, you know, we have six children together. Six. And I do love him, but I don't know, you know, what, what would be my final breaking point. I don't know if I should just stay and hope that maybe something will change or if I should just, you know, bail out now and not waste any more years of my life that I can't get back. I listen to your show every single day on the way home from work. You guys are truly inspiring, and I hope to goodness that you're able to answer my question. Bye. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Anonymous yeah. Doll from Ohio. Seven years with the same guy, Simon, not married. 
Um, they have kids, many six kids, kids, six kids, but 70% of their problems are him accusing her of cheating. She's not cheating. Mm-hmm. There's something going on here with him. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know, when do I walk? It sounds to me, I don't know what you think, Simon. If you're calling the rendezvous and thank you for listening every night. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. If you're calling us saying, when is my breaking point? You're at your breaking point. I feel like, but that's got to be really, really scary having six kids and saying, I'm walking away from this. Yeah, I mean, exactly for that reason, it's a different answer. When you are um, uh, a mom with six kids, and he's the father of six kids, I suppose. This, that's, um, we don't know. I, I'd ra- Maybe. Well, let's, let's assume doesn't it doesn't matter. I think, and that's again where therapy can be great, before you break the relationship, you, you have to give it a chance really to go see a couple of therapists. Hasn't seven years been a chance? It's a seven-year itch also, as we all no, know. No, this has been 70% of their problems, uh, she says. Right. like If there was not this but, accusation constantly, it doesn't sound like they would have a lot to fight about. Exactly, but he doesn't hear her, right? So mm-hmm. that's where he doesn't hear what she has to say. It's the same, because why is a man jealous? Why is a man accusing you insecurity? His own, his own, his his own. own insecurity. So that's it has why not, It's not her fault. No, no. It projects on you something you're suffering from. So I hope really you guys can go to a couple of therapy so you can talk, he can talk, and we don't break this family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, if he's willing to do the work, you guys can stay together, and that's what I hope for you and your kids and him. So I'm going to advise you to do that. Tell him, here's the problem, and let's see if he's willing to go to a couple of therapy. And if he says, I don't have a problem, you go, well, let me at least have a chance to talk with a professional that doesn't know me, doesn't know you. It's going to be neutral. And then let's try to find solutions because I'm in pain. Yeah. What I would say to Anonymous, mom of six in Ohio, listen, I've been in relationships where I've known that I'm done before I'm out. Right. Right. Like, you know, in your heart of hearts, if you're out of this relationship, I would suggest therapy for you just to help you deal with how you get out of this situation if you stay in this situation, how you're going to navigate with all the children going forward and everything, you have to really decide, are you looking at your life outside of this man and thinking it would be so much greater? Uh, what could I do for me and my kids? And by the way, with six kids, to be in an environment, and if you're staying together for the kids, that's the wrong reason. If you're in an environment where mom and dad are not getting along, kids are so receptive like I came from a, a childhood of that mm-hmm. I, I I prayed that my parents would get divorced they didn't do it until after I left the house I wish they would have done it when I was young okay so think about what you really want where you really are and what you're really seeing for your future yeah if, is he in it is he not in it even if he's not a part of it you need to go to therapy to help you answer those deeper questions for sure you need an ally and yes. you need to speak up Thank you so much for listening to us tonight. Thank you um, very much, yes. In Ohio, we appreciate, Simon and I appreciate all of our listeners. We do. Yeah, more next on The Rendezvous. Thanks so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Hope we helped you with all your love and dating and romance mm-hmm. queries. We had a great show tonight, Dating Someone with uh-huh. a lot of ooh-la-la experience. Ooh that la was an email la. we got from Samantha at simonandangie.com, where you can hear our podcast from the show tonight. Being too honest with your partner. 
Um, that was our executive producer, Jill's problem. Hey, you know what? If you ask for advice, be ready for advice. <laughs> That's a unique, you know, fabulous you, segment. If you, you, to, <laughs> you have to hear it back to show if you haven't heard us. But it's real. Like, I feel Jill on that so much. Like, she, we're kind of the same person, except she's mm. a little bit more mushy than me. And then also... Depends a vo- when. <laughs> yeah. A voicemail from our listener, so sweet, that came into 855-905-8255, who is constantly being accused of her seven-year boyfriend of cheating when she never has and what she should do and Simon I loved your Simon Says and your advice for her thanks Angie I said seeking help shows you want to save your love when you are you know in in a situation where you can't talk to each other where you feel you know neglected where you feel not understood when you feel not heard but you still love but you still love your your, your mate your family seeking a third party a shrink a couple therapist is a great way to show how much you love your partner and your family so it's yeah. a courageous thing it's not a, a weak thing to do it's a strong thing to do no, seeking it, help I, I totally agree a thousand percent it's not a weakness to ask for help somebody is going to throw you a lifeline and hopefully save yeah that relationship if you want to save it. Absolutely. Thank you, Simon Marcel, Thank for your you. wisdom as always. Angie Taylor, you're welcome. <laughs> you can see all of Simon's, Simon says, on Simon and Angie, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, also simonandangie.com on our website, like I said. Mm-hmm. And anytime if you want to listen to the show on or off the air, Simon and Angie on the iHeartRadio app, and we will talk to you tomorrow night on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.